Welcome to One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of The Door located in Central Oregon, where three completely average guys join forces to make One Decent Pastor and to discuss, discover, and promote all things Bible. Start the music. Yeah, <laughs> the music just ended. Cue the music. Yeah, the music stopped. Just ended. The music. Stopped the music. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. Missed yeah. you guys last week. Good to be back. Yeah, it was a it was a good week off. It was a good week. We threw out a vintage yep. episode that uh, maybe you hadn't heard before if, uh, if you haven't been with us long. And we're back, ready to go, relaxed, refreshed. Yeah. That was a that was back when we didn't have a table. It was. Although they couldn't see that on the podcast. It just looks right. silly, dude. But like, we still call I saw the picture talk. of it, like the front, you yeah. know, whatever. There's a still shot of it, and it's just like, that's weird. If yeah. you're going to call something table talk and then not have a table, it just seems... We kind of went a long time doing yeah. table talk without a table. Yeah. We really hadn't talked about it. I think it started right? with a table, but it was a coffee table <laughs> when we were in the other room. Oh, maybe yeah. so. Yeah, it was. We had the square table. And then we moved yeah, up here, and we like Long time listeners will know what we're talking about. New new listeners are just completely lost right now. Yeah. Yeah, uh, today we're going to be talking about anxiety and the Christian. That's a subject one of our faithful listeners brought up to, for us to talk about, so we're going we're gonna to jump into that. But a uh, great week at the coast mm-hmm. with our wives. We yeah. got to get away and uh, enjoy just a beautiful spot, beautiful weather. It was awesome. It was really cool. David got to surf. Got to, <coughs> got to attempt to surf. Ish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's been 30 years, so been, I realize my core is gone, so... What's a core? Maybe you could you define know, what's that? Your core. Yeah. <laughs> not familiar with that. that. That thing that gives you balance and strength and all those good things is <laughs> just gone. Okay. Heard gone. So, yeah. Yeah, David surfed and, yeah. and Chad and I went on a romantic walk on the beach at Smuggler's Cove. Actually, yeah. our wives were with us. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't just us. It's good that you clarified yeah. that. Yeah. Joy and Jill were with us. Carrie joined yeah. us as well because she wasn't surfing. But beautiful place. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. And the Lord gave us a good couple days of weather, too. It was kind Friday of Friday, nice. particularly, was just... Yeah, a couple days awesome. sitting on the deck with the sun shining on us. It, it said it was 45, but it felt like yeah. 70. It we was were out t-shirts. T-shirts, and yeah, might have got some sun even. It was, yeah. it was like a suntan. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it was good. But, yeah, we had a great time with the wives. Yeah. I think the wives had a great time, too, which is the point. So That's good. Yep. Good to be back, though, and anything uh, For sure. announceable? No, just again, if, if anybody has questions that they'd like to see addressed on here, just make sure that you drop us a line, nice either in the comments or just email us or whatever, you know, so, um, and we'll get to those, just like the one today. All right. Yeah. Well, um, I mentioned it already, anxiety in the Christian. We're going to talk about what is it, how does it affect us, why do we struggle with it, and, and how do we combat it? So that's kind of the, the agenda before us. but Easy, open, easy. Yeah, open yeah. prayer. <laughs> All right, Father, we, uh, we just want to um, start out by acknowledging your goodness to us. Um, thank you that you're a God we can trust. I know this is a topic that affects a lot of people, a lot of Christians, and so we just pray that we would do it justice today and that you would help us as we discuss these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, yeah, just starting out kind of... Um, you know what is it? What are what are some synonyms or, or some you know how would you guys kind of define what what anxiety is? Mm, I got a, a Webster, I got a Webster's dictionary, but it seems like it's yeah. long for another word. What's the other word, David? Anxious. Anxious. Yes. Yeah. Being anxious. It's a good one. What are some other words like biblically even that we would use to kind of define anxiety? Worry. Worry. I'm worrisome. Psycho. Psycho. Fear. That is in one of the yeah. versions. Fear. I think fear is one that, you know, the Bible, there's there's an old, I don't think it's true, but I remember seeing it one time and then I looked into it and I thought it was bogus. But have you guys heard that thing where the, the Bible says there's 365 verses that say do not fear in the Bible? Yeah, I Something that. to that effect, one for every day of the year because we are so prone to it. And I don't, I don't think it's even close to that. I think, it's, <laughs> I think you might get to like 125 or so if you're, if you're really trying. So it's a great thought. Um, but I don't. I don't think it's true. So if you if, you, if you're th- if you're passing that meme around, maybe stop. <laughs> I don't think it's. Or show me how. Give show me the verses, but I don't, I don't think it's right. there. No. But it's something. Yeah, we all we all tend to. Uh, some of us more than others, obviously. But uh, the way that the dictionary defined it was a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. So. So even something potential. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. You say that like you. Oh, there's all kinds of potential things to worry about, David. <laughs> Don't even get me started yet. But, um, let me just come right out with the, the, the big question. Is, is Would you say anxiety or worry, fear, is that sin? It, it can be. I mean, I, I, there's probably a, an important distinction between, um, you know, what, what we're talking about with anxiety and, and like, like there's probably a medical kind of a, I don't know what the right word is, but like some people have this debilitating, you know, probably it's more physiological sure. or medical. I don't know what the right words are, but there's probably a distinction to be made there, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, that does. That's a good, that's a good distinction because I think there are different degrees of anxiety and and it can get to the point of being an actual kind of mental disorder. Yeah, I think it's fair to say where where it doesn't even make sense. It's illogical. Right. Um, but you know, so yeah, I think there's different degrees. Well, we've met, we've known a few people that have had like a, a higher dose, so to speak, that have been just more overcome and overwhelmed, right, with a consistent anxiety in their lives than is like normal, you know, or even maybe than what they had previously. Like whether it was an event that triggered it or something. And then there was this new heightened level of anxiety yeah. that, and they couldn't do anything about it. They were completely powerless over it. And that's scary. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think um, that's not what we're talking about with most people, most right. Christians that are struggling with no, anxiety. No, no, that's, yeah. But, I, but that's I, I would say that um, to just say, you know what, uh, just trust God more, you know, knock mm-hmm. it off, stop it. You know, I think of that, you know, it's like it's there's times when, <laughs> when it's beyond stop it and, and you know, stop worrying. It, it, there's some times where it just doesn't, it's not logical at all, and, sure. and it's something right. that they don't want. They, you know, but even like right now, I would say, well, let me just ask this: Are there times when anxiety is appropriate? So that was one of the few notes that you pointed out that I wrote down. Here. Okay. My question was: Can anxiety ever be used for good? That's a little different than what you're asking, but it well, was just something just, that hit me last night when I was thinking: yeah. about, Like, can it ever be used for good? And yeah. obviously, God uses really bad things for good. But sure. Right. I was just thinking in practical ways in my life, like even with. Um, like sermon prep. That's one of the worst things is going to preach. It's the scariest thing. I'm anxious. I'm like a mess. I'm a total wreck every time I go to preach. And I feel like like that sucks. I'd rather it not be there. But at the same time, there's things that come out of that anxiety being there that I think are good for me. Like not becoming too elated, not becoming too prideful, not becoming too confident when I step into the pulpit. Like it's something that should be feared. It's something that should be reverent. It's something that should be taken seriously. Right. Um, and that's kind of a dumb example, but well, no, I think it's, it's, not, it's, it's not because it's proportionate to, to what's going on. Sure. So, so it, I think that's when anxiety becomes a problem or even a, a sin is when it's disproportionate to what's actually happening. Sure. Mm-hmm. When you're preaching God's word, <laughs> you ought to feel some anxiety. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I think that's a God-given thing that this is a serious thing that we're about to go and do. Sure. And, and if it doesn't create some anxiety, you're not viewing it correctly. So to me, right. that's proportionate to what we're dealing with. Okay. And, and, and that anxiety that you're talking about, like it, it drives you to the Lord in it, right? It, it causes you to, to depend on God. Well, that's what I mean by good. Right. Like, a, yeah. 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 Even though it's as un- uncomfortable as can be. Yeah. Like, it's one of those things that's, yeah, necessary yeah. for me. Yeah. And I think that there are anxieties that, that God puts in our life to get our attention. So if you're, if you're concerned, you know, let's say your job situation is constantly creating this, 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 I mean, at some point, maybe he's nudging you to do something mm-hmm. different or your finances, you're worried about it, but you haven't been paying your bills and you haven't been a good steward with your money. Well, th- those things can put there, be put there to kind of push you in the right direction that you're supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Almost a conviction of the Holy Spirit, but <coughs> not necessarily, maybe anxiety is a weird word, but if you're just troubled sometimes because of things that are going on in your life and then you've committed it to the Lord, it's not going away. At some point you need to ask, God, what are you trying to? teach me through this what sure. am I supposed to learn from this and maybe he's using it to try to get your attention I think that's a you know so that wouldn't be sin necessarily at that point mm-hmm. um, you know but I, again so much of it has to do with um, <laughs> proportionate like right now yeah. if a if a clown came in here with a chainsaw <laughs> I'm pretty sure yeah. I would leave you guys in the dust <laughs> my anxiety would level would go up very much a stanza you know? and just bail yeah that, I mean and, and there would be every reason for me to feel every bit of anxiety perhaps yeah, that yeah. I'm feeling but if you feel that when you're about ready to go to the store um, or or you know um, that that's when it gets kind of wacky right and, and I think that there's a lot of people that seem to struggle with it to this level that doesn't doesn't really make sense with what's going on so yeah, yeah. Well, different people have different dispositions as well you know some people are kind of more prone to kind of think towards the negative or you know what could go wrong and some people are more prone to have a more upbeat you know, outlook in life and you know, huh. that, that matters you know kind of the way that people are just naturally wired sure. i'm not i'm not sure where i fall on that scale i don't, I don't either um, 
<laughs> I was thinking about that. It's like if you were to grade yourself like on, you know, a, an anxious person on a scale from like one to ten, I wouldn't put you guys very high on the scale. Um, I would put you, I don't even think, I don't know if you're I'm on the scale. Like I'm not three. sure if you're on the scale. <laughs> Chad, I don't, register, I don't yeah. even think you're like, there's like, is there a pulse? Chad, you're not even that? human. It's, it's strange to me how um, how little anxiety, I, I can't tell how many times I've, I thought, man, i got to go apologize to Chad for this thing. I said something or I did something or there's a situation and you're like, oh, not, don't even, you know. It's like, he's like, he like, one of those, he's like one of those little aliens on Men in Black. He's just zipped up in a Chad suit, dude. He's like up there in his brain controlling things right now. I'm pushing I buttons. A, I think it's an Edgar suit, maybe. Like Chad's just... Right. He, does, he does want sugar water a lot. Yeah. Uh, you you then, also tend to... You're not right at this level, but I don't see you just um, freaking out about a lot of stuff. You generally have kind of a... a disposition of faith and, and this is going to work out you tend to be more optimistic I think so I mean I definitely get anxious I definitely trip out on stuff and you worry do. about stuff but there's I kind of there's this mechanism in me that <clears throat> that comes to a point where it's like okay I need to shut this off and flip it over right so now. Like I, I, with you more not, not necessarily circumstances but maybe people and in, in the way that they're um, viewing you or, or um, yeah. you know that that tends to be more whereas yeah. there's me <laughs> I think I, I just kind of have an equal across the board. If there's if it can be worried about, I, you're well balanced. I probably will. I can I can worry about things that are real, imagined, yeah. potential. Yeah. You know, uh, it's uh, it's a gift. So so we wouldn't say it's always necessarily sin. I mean, coming back to where we were, Correct. but it, we would definitely all agree that anxiety, like the reality of it, the existence of it in the human being, is a result of the fall. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Right. That, that even, even the extreme disorders that we're talking about yeah, for sure. are a result for of sure. sin. Imbalances this is certainly or, not the way God intended yeah, right, for sure. uh, us to exist in for this sure. fearful, anxious, worried mode. You know, um, But I think there's a lot of people out there that just always have this unqu unquiet mind. That's, mm -hmm. how, that's how I put it. I'm always kind of... Um, my wife's that, that way. I, I'm always yeah. narrating things in my mind of the things that could go wrong, thinking about what... Even if you were to give me... A, and I, I try not to do it because I don't want to be that wet blanket guy or that negative guy. <laughs> But even my, if somebody presents an idea, hey, I've got an idea about something we could do, I immediately think of everything that could go wrong. Yes. Joyce says, I want to go on a trip. It's like, well, these are the things that go wrong with the car. These are the things that go. I just, that's where my mind tends to go, which is messed up. But it's. Why, why is it messed there. up? What's the biggest problem with thinking that way? Well, because it, it puts all the focus on me and what I can do, right. what I'm capable of, right. what I can control, right. um, and, and it really has no thought of But it also paralyzes God. us. Like, uh -huh. it keeps us from actually doing oh, right things. It yeah. keeps us from living. That was my next question. From, yeah. How can anxiety affect our lives? Yeah. And, and that's exactly, yeah, exactly it. Yeah. You know, what does it do to us? Um, yeah, there's times when, again, if it's proportionate to the, the situation, it can be used in a good way. But normally... It doesn't get right. used in a good way. It paralyzes us. It isolates us. It depresses us. Yeah, sure. You know, I mean, even think about physically. How can anxiety affect a person? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, just I mean, we all know just the results of, of stress, undue stress in someone's life. Um, you know, I mean, that can cause other health-related problems. Um, you know, if it goes to a certain extent and, and beyond. And, yeah. and again, it's not it's not the way that God designed us to live. It's not the way God created us. It wasn't God's intent that we would have any. I don't think anxiety or stress. If you know, if our faith were perfect, which it's not, right? But if our faith were perfect and we could just trust in God all of the time, we, we wouldn't have anxiety or stress. But as a result of being sinful and broken human beings, you know, we, we don't trust in God all of the time, yeah. uh, and it leads to you know, anxiety just on a kind of a more practical level, and can lead to anxiety more on a you know a medical condition. Mm -hmm. um, just all the result of, of living in a sin-fallen world. Yeah, it can it can mess with your blood pressure, your right. you know your sleep. I mean, it can be exhausting mm -hmm. if you're just constantly kind of in that mode of anxiety. Well, right? not to mention your relationships too, which I, I think we all know. Yeah. It can really mess up your relationships. Yeah. It can like if you're anxious about something or you're worried about something and it's consuming you, it has a direct impact on how you speak to the people around you. Um, if you speak to the people around you, right. like I, I don't know how many things I've just messed up and lit on fire as a result of being like consumed and worried over something else. Yeah, that had nothing to do with these people. Sure, but uh, yeah, you can burn some bridges that way. I can, I can, I, I can be, I'm, I'm, I'm really good at this. I'm probably like the poster child in this conversation. But, <laughs> but yeah, I'll sabotage events and things where yes. I, yeah, I, I, I turn it into this thing in my mind where it's going to be just so stress-inducing or, or so awkward or whatever that I don't want to go do it. When I go and do it, guess what? 
It's great. Right. It's always a good, you know, I, I rarely, you know, I mean, there's a couple times where I, there was one time I decided to go down to this event downtown by myself. It was like, you know, you know there was going to be this guy there that was going to sign a poster for, I won't give away where I was. I, I know. <laughs> but it's something Whoa. I enjoy, and I'm not saying what it is, but it may or may not be cigars. Uh, but so I went down there by myself thinking this will be great, and it was miserable. And the whole time I felt like, I mean, it was just like I felt so out of place, and none of it was good. And I thought, why did I do this? And I wanted, I should have had somebody with me. But so sometimes it, you know, doesn't work out. But normally, you know, when it's let's go to dinner, let's go to this person's house, let's go to this Bible study, whatever it is. In my mind, I'll, I'll turn it into something. Then you get there, and it's like this was great. Mm, I had yeah. a fantastic time. Why would I have ever thought? And it's not like I haven't done it a hundred times before and had the same outcome. So right. why do I, why do I do this? Um, at some point, this can even become dangerous for a Christian. Uh, you know, I think everybody struggles with nagging worry and, and that kind of stuff. But, I mean, it can become debilitating to the point of, like you had said, you just almost are paralyzed from even sure. doing anything good for the kingdom or, or, you know, walking in the gifts that God's called you to, sure. to walk in. You can, you can just... Well, I think we all know, but I, I, I can think of a couple of people that, like, don't even go to church anymore. They're full-on Christians. They've been Christians for years. And they don't even go to church anymore because of the anxiety they have socially. Right. Uh, however that's come about, I have no idea. But they've actually removed themselves from one of the most important things in their lives because of the anxiety right. that they have. And, uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's a bummer, man. But yeah. it happens. It is. So. And I think, you know, like social media has compounded, I think, some of the mm-hmm. things that we're talking about because some, some people keep their anxiety under the radar and yeah. maybe don't let people in. But, you know, like I think of a handful of folks on my own social media feed that, like, their anxiety is out there every day. Uh, you know, that right. they're posting about, you know, things and, you know, things that they don't even need to worry about, you know, and just possibilities that could happen. And, you know, they have more of a disposition of being kind of a, you know, Debbie Downer, for mm-hmm. lack of a better better thing to call it. Um, and it's out there. And, and there's, you know, I think there's a sense in which that's, you know, kind of a plea for attention. You know, oh, in, bummer, in doing bummer, bummer Brent is bummer Brent. Oh, that's, that's, that's a good, I haven't heard that one before. I just thought of it. I was going to go negative <laughs> Nelly, but, uh, yeah, Bummer Brent is pretty Bum good. Bummer me out, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you guys, do you think it's, does it seem to be ramping up these days, the anxiety? I mean, I know it's always oh, existed, yeah. but are you guys almost seeing kind of a, an uptick? Yeah. I think that's why we legalized marijuana. <laughs> that probably is part of it. I, I, I mean, I, I, really. I think it's part of it. Yeah. So, I mean, I partially said that as a yeah. but yeah. I mean, what, what, what are some factors as far as why it might be just ramping up? You know, I think there's, uh, like, as a, as a professed news junkie, like, there's a lot of negative headlines out there, right? And, and the negative headlines are what we tend to gravitate towards, I think, just as humanity, right? Just the fact that we have access to all of it at once. Right. Yeah. I don't think we were ever and intended so to know all this The once. world no. is smaller than it used to be in that, in that sense. Like, we can, you know, binge our social media feeds and just see all the junk that's happening in the world yeah. in any given moment. And there's just a lot of... Crummy things. Happen. I mean, as a kid, you know, you, you would tune, you know, Walter Cronkite would come on tonight and tell you a few things, but but you just didn't have access to all of this all at the same time. Every you watched Cronkite as a kid? I did. Wow. Yeah, he was on <laughs> in the 60s, 70s. I think I, I remember Cronkite. I mean, I remember him. I just, as a kid, I didn't, awesome. I didn't care about Walter Cronkite. I miss that kind of news. Man. <laughs> just get on there and report the facts, man. Right, right. No, didn't seem like there was. But, you, but you're right that it was, all, it, was, it was all paced and dosed, like you're saying, though. So yeah. the information you were getting, the amount of news per day that you were getting was pretty much the same for everybody because you didn't yeah. have a choice. It came on at, you know, 5 o'clock at night or whatever, you know, 6 o'clock at night. You got a newspaper in the morning. Uh, once you read those things, you were pretty much done. You know what I mean? Right. Where right now we have alerts, yeah. like no matter where and we're at or seven. what we're doing, 24-7. Mm-hmm. And it's not even just the news info. It's just, <clears throat> like you said, it's just a, a fire hydrant of information that's constantly coming at us. And I, I, I agree. Like it creates that amount of information, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, is overwhelming right. for the brain. And, yeah. um, and, and I think there's just more negative things happening in the world. Sure. So not only do we get more information, but there's more negative things happening as sure. well. Well, well, I would even say about. that there's money to be made in negative news. There's sure. money well, to be made in, in keeping you um, interested in right. the story. So, so we, we see, we've seen this with COVID and, and several you know, things like that to where, you know, yes, it's real. Yes, it's a problem. But the idea that, you know, you need to tune in every day to find out you know how serious it is and what you need to be worried about next and so you're just find out the new this, death numbers right, right. <laughs> yeah i mean seriously the ktdz every day yeah. they would show the numbers of how many people and it's you know it, it, they're sucking you in because that that sells right. and so you know to keep people fearful and kind of on the hook right. is 
is partly, I mean, it's a, it's a strategy, and it works. Yeah. Um, and then I agree that with, with social media and all these other things and all the negativity and all the stuff that's going on, it just seems like there's just a lot more I don't know, mean people. I'm just tired of, which that creates anxiety for me. To see sure. Just that the negativity that exists right now is, it sucks. Or yeah. it's just that we're able, I, I mean, I think there's a level of that, but also the fact is that's something else we're able to see is not just more information, but more people. Yeah. And so I think yeah. we're, we're, we're also just seeing the reality of what's there all the time yeah, right. is that people suck. You yeah. know what I mean? Like we have problems, we have issues, we're selfish, we're narcissists, we're, we're all these things. And, and, and we get to see all that now too, like 24 yeah. seven. And all of that just can just drive you down into this hole of despair. Yeah. Uh, I think that if, if we'll, if we let it do that, and I think we've seen that even in the last couple of years with, with people that were probably not there that now have just isolated away and, yeah. and kind of dug into this pit. Yep. And, um, Anyway, we're going to get into how we combat that, and part of that's going to mm. come out of the hole, get back. Yeah, that's but, where the money is. Bad. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> what did you do to combat? Jelly donut. <laughs> you ready to get some full of homework combat? here? That's good. Um, you know, what's at the heart of why we do this? Why, why, why do we, as people, struggle so much with, with anxiety, fear, worry? Lack of faith. <laughs> Lack of faith. Yeah, that's it. You know, and, and I, it sounds like such a trite and simple answer, but that's, you know, what's the opposite of anxiety and fear? It's, it's faith, trust, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, hope, all these peace. things. Peace, yeah, hope. Yeah, that's the, that's the opposite of it. You know, for me, it, like I said already, it just comes down to this idea of this control, this imagined control I have, um, and, and anything that's uncertain. If something's uncertain, I, I, don't, I don't feel like I'm in control, right. and I want to be in control all the time, and so, so um, that for me, that's, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. uh, but it comes down to that, again, that lack of faith, which really comes down to a lack of trust in God's goodness right. for us. Right. I don't know if you guys struggle with that, but um, when I think about, can God help me? Yeah. Why would he want to? Right. Or is it going to be the way that I want to be helped? <clears throat> so that's, that's the one yeah. I do is my theology always tells me when I have anxiety, like, oh, I, I need to. I need to turn this thing over. I know the one who's capable of it, and he's fully capable of it. I believe that. Right. But then the other side where I hold on to my anxiety is, what's he going to do to me? Like, right. how is he going to plot this out and plan this out? Like, am I going to approve? Is it going to work out in my favor? So I trust him and don't trust him all at the same time. Sure. Which allows me to kind of hold on to, like, keep that anxiety. There's a sense in which we... We trust God to do things our way. There you go. Right. 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 That's how you, people use yeah. Romans eight twenty eight all the time. That's right. the that's the way they're reading it. Yep. It's like oh, this, like good according to me. What I think is good. Right. It's like no, nah, it's it's not that kind of good. Yeah. It's so, according to Him. So yeah. how do we know then, as Christians, as His children, that He is going to come through for us in a way that is good for us, and in a, in a way that, you know, it, it, how how do we how do we do that? Yeah. Well. I mean, Romans eight twenty eight mm -hmm. just straight up tells us that, that all things work together for the good of those that love God and are called according to his purpose. Mm -hmm. And so um, that, that's a promise that is for the Christian. Like that doesn't apply to the one who's not a Christian. Right. So if you're called according to his purpose and if you love him, in other words, if you belong to him, then everything, everything is for your good. It doesn't say everything is good, but everything is for your good. Right. Right. And so that's where God, in, in a way that we struggle to comprehend, can take some of the most horrible things in our lives and bring good out of it. Um, and, you know, to your point, like it's you know, often not the way we would write the right. story for sure necessarily. Right. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, like if, if you believe that's true and, and, and we struggle to believe it, right. But if, if we were able to have 100% perfect faith to believe that's true, like we would sleep at night hard. What would you say to that somebody that, that just doesn't feel like God would ever want to do anything good for them? You know, like uh, based on what you've done, <clears throat> Or who you are, that kind of that idea that because I struggle with that. Like, why would God want to do anything good for me? Yeah. I mean, what would what would you say to that person? Tell what would you say to me, God? <laughs> Give me something. Are you, are, are you looking for the gospel at this point? Or? Sure. Okay. Whatever you would say to somebody. Because that's all that I could say that could actually comfort someone like that. Right. Like the only thing I could show them is is um, a display that's already occurred of how God thinks of you. And that is the cross. Yeah. And that yeah. is his son. Yeah. To show us the mind of God towards us. Yeah, I think of that yeah. verse, he who did not spare his own son, yeah. but graciously gave him up for you. How, how will he not also along with him, grace, great, but not too graciously in there too much, but how will he not also along with him graciously give you all things? So the idea is like, he, he gave you Jesus. Yeah. He, he crushed his son for you. Mm -hmm. 
what is he going to not do for you now? You think he's not going to make sure your your bill gets paid or that your right. whatever it happens to be, your car is not going to make, or he's going to abandon you at this point? I mean, he, he gave you the the most important thing, the the most costly thing you could have given you. What's he going to hold back now? Right. And and I need to remind yeah. myself of that sometimes because I I and, never feel worthy of it. Right. And we need to remind ourselves that that is the mind of God towards us ultimately and finally. Because I think what I what I can do, and a lot of people do, is he loves me, he loves me not. Right. So we can sure. look back at the gospel and we can be like, oh yeah, like that's like he he loved me enough to do that. But now, you know, all this time's gone by, and I've done this, and I've said that, and right. I haven't done this, and I haven't done that. You know what I mean? We can play that game where it's like he's falling out of love with me. Right. Like that doesn't apply to me anymore. Yeah. So we need to understand <clears throat> the ultimate like finality of well, his love right. towards yeah, us. He never loved you because you were lovable or not you and all of us but you know it's not like he was just uh, you know enamored with you at some point we know right. that but not when we're anxious no he's a, he's <laughs> right. a, he's a, love, he's a love with christ in us yeah and that's <clears throat> why he loves us i mean the bible tells us in romans 5 that while we were his enemies that christ died for us <laughs> right that that says something about you know god's love that, that it's, it doesn't depend upon our loveliness it doesn't depend even on our reciprocation of it performance that, that he has chosen to love us yeah, because of his will and who he is, not because of anything about us. That's in spite of us that he that he has, which right. is, and, uh, and that doesn't change, right? And so, in those anxious moments, you know, that's what we need to be reminded of: is that God's love doesn't change just because I'm feeling bad right now, or feeling down right now, or yeah. or fearful, or worrisome, or whatever. So, to me, that's always the ultimate true north that we have to go back to on yeah. on our compass when we start to get disillusioned or start to fear or worry or whatever it is. We have to go back to the cross what took place there yep. and what it means to us because it, it really does tell us everything and so there's no greater right. answer for anxiety than that mm-hmm. um, that's that's you know the ultimate um, I, I love first yeah. Peter 5 7 um, it, it just uh, this was a uh, George Mueller who was somebody that we all consider this person of great faith but he he never said he, he thought he just had like a normal amount of faith he uh, just said I just believe God promised these things and so I believe them. You know, it's not like it's not hard. The promise is written down, so believe them. That's that's how he looked at it. But but the, the verse that he kept on his desk, he paraphrased it, but it just said it matters to him about you. And it was based on First Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. And it's such a cool thing to yeah. think about. It's like God cares for you. God cares for me. And, it, and it's like, are you worried about it? He cares. So it doesn't matter. Like I always think you can't take... All these little things. I mean, don't bother him with. You know, he's busy. He's got a lot going on. He's, you know, don't don't bug him with the little things. It's like that's not who he is. Yeah. He's he's your loving father who cares about you. And if you're worried yeah. about it, take it to him. Right. And this is why yeah. the Bible tells us repeatedly, like whether it's James or even you know Jesus and Matthew, like um, to not worry, you know, about tomorrow, because um, right. tomorrow takes care of itself. The yeah. idea that that God's already working on it. I remember Piper telling this story once of uh, years ago. Um, when they went on a vacation to like California, they're from Minnesota and, uh, he didn't know it at the time, but he lost one of his credit cards while he was down at the beach in California. And he was talking about in hindsight, knowing that, that if he had known at the time that he lost that credit card, how it would have ruined, just destroyed and obliterated the entire vacation. And the, you know, just the way that he interacted with his kids and his wife and, and his mindset, like there wouldn't have been anything enjoyable about it, but he didn't. And he got home and he had an envelope waiting for him and it was from one of his buddies at church and it was his credit card inside. And it just said, hey, you know, when we were together, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you dropped this in my car. And that's when it hit him, like the, the parable of the reality of, you know why why it why it matters so much to to not hold those things and, mm-hmm. and own those things and you know uh, stew in those things but to to let God have them because they, they will hijack everything else from us and what what he said the parable in it was as soon as we discover that we have a problem God's already been working on it that was the point that was his takeaway was like God was already working on the outcome of this lost credit card without me <laughs> and we need to remember that when, when we're aware of the problem, too, that the, the same truth stands. God right. is already working on it, right? Yeah, he knows all, yeah. and he loves you. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Can, yeah. We, can, we just, can we just, you know, why can't that just sink in and yeah. really, you know, but it doesn't. Easy, easier said than yeah. done, but, yeah. Yeah. But, but God's already working on yeah. it. That's good. Whether we know it or don't know it. He's got it covered. I think it was yeah. Chuck Smith that was famous for saying that God's past faithfulness demands our present trust. Hmm. Um, 
if it wasn't Chuck Smith, I apologize. But I think it was. But anyway, the point of that is, is like, you know, looking back at God's faithfulness to us ought to inform how right. we think about things in the present. Sure. Um, and kind of the more the more experience we have with God's past faithfulness, you know, the longer that we walk with God and follow him, uh, and the more that we see his faithfulness, uh, the easier it should become to trust God mm-hmm. in our present difficulty. That's one of the rarest things I think about the Old Testament, too, is that that's what we're seeing over and over again is a narrative of a promise always kept. Right. You know what I mean? And um, and that that gives us reason to, to trust right. and rely and stand on who he is. So yeah. we've already moved into the what, what we do to combat it. That was one of the things I had and what you just said too. So we're already, these are, these are the things to combat anxiety, but I, I wrote down Ebenezer's because um, it's just a cool word. But right. the idea that, you know, and in the Old Testament they would do that, they would, I know. Now I hear I raise you my like that. Yeah, my Ebenezer. Yeah. Any chance to get you know to explain? Know. We're, not, we're not singing about Scrooge on, on this. You know, <laughs> I come now found. But the idea that you would you would build up these memorials of God's past faithfulness. Yeah. You know, and and they would do that so that when they would come back by. And I think we need to, we need to do that. How many times has God been faithful in our lives? Right. And how many times do we forget? So so remember those things. I love the the, the you know the hymn through many dangers, toils, and snares. I have already come. Tis grace that's brought me safe thus far. And grace will lead me home. I mean, it's yeah. just like he's not gonna, you know, he's faithful. He's faithful to himself, and he's faithful to us. And so, remember those things he's done. For, remember all those things you've gotten through in the past, and how he, you know, and in other people's lives too. I mean, think about all the stuff he's answered since we started the door. All the major prayers, things that looked impossible, that just got knocked down like they were nothing. Sure. And and to remember those things right. is is wise for us. It's part of worship, really. And so, worship was one of the things I had as far as. Uh, ways we combat anxiety and it's worship and I think remembering those things is not just singing songs but remembering um, is part of our worship Um, and we do have good forgetters which is one of the biggest like that's one of the biggest issues is every time we come into a new anxiety or a new worry um, it's it's really even if we do remember it's easy to go yeah but that wasn't this right like like, yeah he took care of that but maybe he doesn't maybe he's not going to take care of this one that way way. and uh, and so we can we can just forget sometimes he's Always good and always working. Um, the verses that came to mind in, in regards to worship, and this is, you know, you already mentioned this, but Matthew 6 is a great place to go. But but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. That idea that we're we're focused in on him, you know, we're, we're looking to him. Because I, I don't know if you, you know, if you guys have ever tried to worry and worship at the same time, it, it doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, you're kind of doing one or the other. And so anytime we can, we can orient ourselves to worship, we're, we're, we're going to be in, in good shape as far as the worry department goes. Well, I, I love yeah. I, I use that one a lot in my own life. Like that, that's one of my favorite just concepts because it's an absolute solution. Like it's a practical, um, absolute solution for the believer for anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, because w- what are we usually anxious about or worrying about? Things around us that we want to control and we're powerless over. We cannot control the outcome. And Jesus is just reminding us, like He can. Like he, he does and he can control the outcome of these things that, that you're incapable of. So all you got to worry about is how we're doing this relationship here. All you got to worry about is following me and keeping your eyes on me. And, and I'm going to go ahead and, and drop all these things into place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And again, it's a faith thing, but, it, but it's also like what, when you look at it that way, it's, it's kind of a practical help of anxiety of this idea of like, oh, wait, oh, wait a minute, I don't have to sit here and try to pursue this thing I'm powerless over. I just get to pursue him, and he's going to handle the things that I'm powerless over. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's a good state of mind for the believer, mm-hmm. you know, repeatedly yeah. throughout the day. Yep, it is. Yeah. I think often of Psalm 56, and Psalm 56, you know, David's talking about, like, my enemies are trampling on me, on me all the day long, and, you know, death surrounds me, and all of these things. And there's a point where, uh, in verse 8, he says, You have kept count of my tossings and put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your book? Then my enemies will turn back in the day when I call. This I know that God is for me, and God whose word I praise, and the Lord whose word I praise, and God I trust. I shall not be afraid. What can man do to me? I must perform my vows to you, O God. I will render thank offerings to you, for you have delivered my soul from death. Yes, my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of life. And, and David, just in the midst of, of difficulty, is, is declaring the promises of God. Like, he, like he has delivered me, mm-hmm. he, even though like he's in the middle of it, right? And, and you know, he's worshiping God, recognizing that, that God cares and that God knows his difficulty. 
and in the midst of that saying like I, I have to obey God I have to follow God like what else is there in the midst of the difficulty except to follow God and to trust him and that and that's the that's even the deliverance right not not that right. the whole thing's unfolded and but but that that we can actually find comfort and right. refuge and solitude there in the midst of like yeah. there's victory right there yep so yeah, I, always like that. I like that verse because I, I always picture like I'm going to have like a, a room that's pretty large with the bottles of tears. Right. And my, mine might be a little bigger. You know, he's going to be like, Chad, here's your bottle. I just, had, be a, like, yeah. I just had an aviator. Here's your sister. <laughs> just had an aviator flashback. Yeah, exactly. Oh, was that what you Not exactly, but I did, did pop it in my head. You're in there naked <laughs> and crazy with just these bottles lined up. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Paul is somebody I think that we can look to. Who, who got this, you know, in Philippians 4, it's a really good chapter about the deals with anxiety and stuff, but, you know, he says, rejoice in the, in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Right. And when you think about what he went through and how he was able to do that, part of that is because he learned the secret of contentment. And, and I think this is another area that, that will helps us to combat anxiety is when, when we learn to be content, because so much of this comes from a lack of that. Yep. Uh, you know, I don't have what I want. I don't, you know, this isn't the way I wanted this to work out. Kind of like some of the stuff you were even talking about before. And and you hear, you know, Paul in chapter 4 of Philippians, and this dude had some anxiety-inducing moments. You know, I mean, I, th I think he looks at me sometimes yeah. and he's just like, really? You know, this is, you know, when I think about what he went through. But he said, not that I'm speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In every or in any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, advantage and need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And and there's that verse that we you know I can do all things through right. verse taken out of context is it's used a lot in wrong ways. But really, Paul's talking about whatever I'm facing. If I have Christ, right. I, I can get through. Can that. Be content. I can be content because I have I have the most important thing with me. And and just having that understanding, um, I think, is something we. We need. Yeah. Well, and even that, he goes on to that passage to say, like, whatever's true, you know, think about those things, whatever's right, whatever's, right. you know, pure and whole, like, think about the good things, you know, don't don't fixate on, you know, the negative, yeah. um, but, but think about the things that are right and holy and true and noble and so. The Bible's encouraging us to be optimists. Right. Uh huh. Yeah. We have a verse. <laughs> yep. Um, you know, I think we already talked about this, but another another good way to combat anxiety is just just truth. And we, we talked about the gospel, yeah. and, and that's that's true. But I mean, I think sometimes we just need to. For me, I need to. I mean, I, you know, is this a real thing to worry about, or is this imagined? Most of the time, it's imagined. Most of it has nothing to do with what's ever happened or going to happen. It's just possible. And, and so, why am I worried about something that's not even necessarily true? So, so knowing what's true, thinking about. God's promises, you know, what has God promised me? Focus on those things. Just like George Mueller said, I focus on the promises of God, and that, that gives yeah. me, and we find those in his word. Um, but I loved uh, this this truth kind of statement that Jared Wilson threw out this week, and I thought it was great. Um, it came across my feed. How would you live today if you knew all your sins were forgiven, all your days were guided by a God of love, and your future was secure? And it's like, that's truth. Mm -hmm. And it's, and, and we, don't, we don't think about that very often. So just... You know, I, you guys reorient me to truth quite a lot, and I appreciate that. Um, you know, that sometimes we just need to be guided back to, sure. wait a second. Right. Well, that's why we need truth tellers in our lives, right? Absolutely. So yes. we need to read our Bibles. We need to be plugged into a local church. We need yeah. to sit under good teaching. We need truth tellers around us. But there's even other practical ways that we can do that, like, you know, posting, you know, even the dumb refrigerator verse, you know, that yeah. you change out every month. Like, that's something that every time you walk into the kitchen, you're reminded, not because things are bad, but just because you need to be reminded of truth. Right. You need to be filling your head with it. Some people will put, you know, post-its or stick-its inside the car so that when they get in, oh, there's a verse right there, you know, um, whatever it is. Some people yeah. get tattoos, you know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Well, you talked about earlier, you know, people that you know, have, have stayed away from fellowship because of their anxiety, yeah. and like you're feeding your anxiety, exactly. right, by doing that. And yeah. so, you know, a way to combat that and to be reminded of the promises of God is to fight through that anxiety and come and be a part of fellowship, right. so that you have people in your life that are constant reminders of God's faithfulness, and that you're constantly hearing, you know, the truth of the gospel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think sometimes when you're feeling that way, the last thing you want it to be is to be around people and, and to, to come back. Right. But it's the best thing you it's can. The thing you need the most in those um, moments. Yeah, that's the lie. With the I mean, that's a, that that is how Satan picks us up. Right. <clears throat> he he actually convinces us that it's better to be away from the flock than right. it is to be with it. Yeah. And, and it ain't. No. 
No, it's definitely not. And I, it's again, it's what your flesh wants more than anything else yep. at that time. But yeah. it's the, the worst thing for you. Uh, truth is is important uh, way to combat it. But but at some point, we also have to trust the truth. So you're reading it, you're putting it in your head, but then you got to believe it. You have to you have to do that. And so I love this. Um, you know, I was thinking about this verse and kind of meditating on it when I was thinking about this. But it's one we're familiar with, Proverbs three, five and six. It says, "Trust in the Lord with all your heart." And do not lean on your own understanding. And I think about this. Whenever I'm looking at the circumstances, I'm looking out there. That's all I do is lean on my own understanding. Right. I figured this out. I'm trying to understand that. I'm trying, I just keep leaning on that instead of leaning on the Lord. And it says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. And it's just funny to think about that. It's like he's present. He's in this with me. And I don't, it's like he's right there. And I'm, I'm not going to acknowledge him. I'm going to just keep look. I'm going to lean on my own understanding and think about what I can do, how I can control this, and I'm going to keep ignoring him. It's like, right. stop doing that. It's very American. It's crazy, you know? And it's like, I was just thinking about how I do this. And, and then it says, and then he, he will make your path straight. He'll direct you. He'll, 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 he'll guide you where he wants you to go. And it's just like, this is so obvious, but I just don't do it. Right. Well, you have to ask the question, like, how's it going for you? I mean, you're on your own understanding. It's right? not good. <laughs> well, it ain't great. Or sometimes we may be like, I'm, I'm doing fine. Right. You're really good. <laughs> yep. Yeah. There's, there's a Seinfeld episode I always think of when, when that, I read that verse, and it's, you know, George, he spends his life, you know, just, just trying to get dates, right, and trying to meet women. And there's this one episode where he just decides, like, this isn't what I've been doing. is isn't working for me, so I'm just going to do the opposite of what, what I think. <laughs> yeah. And he walks up to this woman at a counter and says, my name's George. I'm 35. I live with my parents. Would you like to have dinner with me? And the girl says, yeah. And he's like, you know, he changes it up. Like, he realizes, like, my tactic hasn't been working, and so i got to go against what comes natural to me. Yeah. Right? And, and you know. I think it's not as simple as, you know, saying just, you know, stop being anxious and do these things and believe yep. this. Like, like those things are true, right? We should right. stop being anxious. We should believe things. But it's not as simple as, as that always. And so we have to work at belief and we have to work at trust. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the more that, that we immerse ourselves in the Word of God, the more that we immerse ourselves around people who are going to point us to Christ, God works through that in a supernatural way and he builds our faith. Um, Sometimes maybe slowly and over time and not in ways that we can just see all of a sudden, but, but over time, you know, God works in those things. And oftentimes it requires us to do things that don't, you know, kind of come naturally to us or that go against our, you know, what we think is good and right. Yeah. The saying, the saying I was first taught was fake it till you make it, which can be a <laughs> stupid saying. But at the time it was like a very helpful saying. Because there were there were things I kind of knew here, but I didn't know how to get it from here to here, mm-hmm. and so you would kind of just go through the motions, the things that you knew were recommended and that were good for you, yeah. while you were on your way to finding that proper state of mind. Sure, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So and sometimes it saved my butt. Yeah, yeah. I you know I think it's interesting because that when we're trusting God, we get to where we want to go. That's that's our, you know trying to lean on your understanding is never takes us in a good direction. Trusting the Lord always does. Jeremiah 17 just makes it so plain. Um, verse 5 says, Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a shrub in the desert. He shall not see any good come. He shall dwell in the parched places of the wilderness in an uninhabited salt land. But here's the contrast. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when the heat comes for his leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought for it does not cease to bear fruit. And it's like, why would I want to be a shrub in the desert? You know, that's where... tumbleweed or... (laughs) Exactly. And so often I'm that tumbleweed. That's a great way to look at it. Well, that's what what it's describing. A shrub in the desert becomes a tumbleweed. It dries up, the roots come out of the ground, and it's against the fence somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I've always, every time the first time I read that in Jeremiah, it was just like, oh, you know, it's it's quite the contrast, but but there's that just, you know, yes, truth is important, but we have to trust it. And and this is what, you know, it looks like to trust it. It's just um, lean in to God and lean away from your own stuff and your own understanding and the solutions of man, because so often we look to the solutions of man. What can man do for me? What can the government do for me? What can, and now God is our champion. He's the one that we need to trust in. So, um, the other one I thought of is just perspective. Um, I think when we're when we're anxious and stuff like that, trying to get like a, a what I would say is like a bird's eye or really a God's eye perspective on the situation helps me so much because I can get so tuned into that that narrow view right. of what's happening, 
And I can't tell you how many times I've had a situation where in that moment, there was no answer. There was no hope. It was so bleak. And then literally four days later, it wasn't even a blip on the radar. It, it, was, it was gone. It was over yeah. with. But I, at the moment, I, I couldn't see anything but that. And so, so getting back into that, that you know, larger perspective, and that's where people in your life that can help you with that, God's Word, obviously, right. um, you know, Ebenezer's, you know, going back to those things God has done in the past makes all the difference in the world. But the way the Bible answers that is, you'd already quoted this, but um, Matthew 6, 34, Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Okay. And, and believing that God's mercy, his, his mercies are new every morning. That, yep. that he's faithful. Um, and that's even where the, the one day at a time, you know, slogan got ripped from, is, is actually yeah. from that, which is, which is staying in the day is a good thing, relying on God for the day, keeping your eyes vertical for the day. Like, we can do that. That's bite-sized. Right. It seems yep. doable. You know, when we get caught up in weeks of something, the thought of months of something, the thought, you know what I mean? Right. Um, it, when something's open-ended, it's really hard for us to uh, conceive of trusting God in that. It is. Sure. But when, a, but when we have a 24-hour period in front of us, it's, it's, it's like, you know what? I'm just going to throw myself on him all day today. Yeah. And you get up tomorrow and do the same thing. Right. <laughs> but, it, but it's the idea is that it's te this is temporary. No matter what yes. you're facing. Well, yeah. it is. It's temporary. It is. You know, and, and I think we don't we don't have that mindset. It's like, right. this is never going to go away. This is my this is the new reality that I'm going to live in. It's like, no. Correct. I mean, you know, what again, what has God promised us? Correct. Jesus is coming back. Yeah. He's taking us to a place where, you know, none of this anxiety will be gone yeah. in heaven. You know, there's not going to be any clowns with chainsaws or, or whatever it is. I hope not. There better not be. But That's I just, a safe bet, I think. You know, there's light at the end of the tunnel no matter what you're facing. Mm -hmm. It's temporary. So, so yeah. get through today. Trust him. Know that, you know, perspective is everything sometimes. We have we have a blessed hope that, that's ahead of us that we can count on. And right. so I, I have to do that for myself, you know, more often than I, I wish was true. But that's... Yeah. What else? So, yeah. well, and I think sometimes too, people people feel bad that they have anxiety or stress or worry. Like, like maybe people would you know, listen to what we're saying and say, you know, hearty amen, and you know, agree with all of that. Um, yet I can't shake my anxiety or my fear or my worry, and then it causes them to feel like maybe they're bad Christians or or they're or, not or, one. Yeah, or even that that they're yeah. not not Christians at all. And you know, like what what would you say to those people that have the struggle? Stop it. Just <laughs> <laughs> kidding. I think of a, you know, Keller talked about one time that, you know, what, what kind of person would have the audacity to wake up a king in the middle of the night and mm -hmm. ask for a glass of water? It's like a child yeah. could do it. And, and the king would do it, right. right? And we have that kind of a king that, that cares for us and has concern for us and that, you know, we can, you know, figuratively wake him up in the middle of the night and say, I need a drink of water. Um, and he's going to respond to us that, that God cares about those things and God's not going to look down upon us and say, you, like, you shouldn't be worrying right now. You're, you're bad and you're going to be in trouble for it or there are consequences for it. That, yeah. that you know, he does want us to cast our cares. You know, well, I mean, he even says you can come boldly. Yeah. You, can, you can come storming in here anytime you want to right. And, right. and ask for that drink of water. And Paul, yeah. again, Philippians 4, you know, don't, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, mm -hmm. let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which is what we're wanting in this situation, yeah. which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can almost feel the weight coming off you when you read that verse. Right. That's a verse we should just meditate on. Mm -hmm. It tells us to, to pray, ask God, go to Him, lean on Him, look to Him, acknowledge Him. All these things we've been talking about, it's just there. Right. But it's so much easier to do, you know, like, well, that isn't going to help. You know, what good is that going to do? It's right. Like, no, it's, and, I, and ironically, like, with your king analogy, this is another way that, that anxiety can can actually be used for good. Is there's there's a lot of times, unfortunately, like I'll admit that that I don't think about going to the Lord for stuff sure. other than being in those positions of inner turmoil, you right. know. Um, and so I, I know that anxiety gets me to the king a lot of times when sure. I wouldn't otherwise go. He knows that too. <laughs> <laughs> right, and uh, so yeah, it's 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 something that can be useful for us to go to where we should be yeah. living our lives, which is with Him. So yep. yeah, that's good. Um, you know, there's just some really practical things that we we talked about already that can be done as well. You know, part of that's just being in fellowship with other Christians around truth tellers, the support that you get from being part of the family of God. Um, there's even some physical things that that people can do that are practical for you know helping with stress. Yoga. And, 
Well, I don't want to go with yoga, but I mean, just, just you know, exercise, getting out and walking. Um, sometimes just clearing your head. For me, listening to music is, is one of those things. Uh, there's just some things like that that I think are practical that people can do. Sure. Um, sitting there and stewing in it, keeping your eyes focused on yourself and, and what you've got going on as opposed to going out and being with people and thinking about what, you know, what, what would God have me do today in, in the lives of others. Yeah, right. Those are just practical things that they always help me when For I do sure. it. I wish that I did it more often because sometimes you just want to sit in your own, you know, just yeah. stew in your right. own mess. That sounds gross, but... Yeah, we need a change um, of environment sometimes and just air yeah. sometimes yep. um, to just see, to sit outside of something, right? you know, and yeah. God uses that. I, so I like tell people that a lot. Pour into something, you know, pour yeah. yourself into something else. It's like Lyle and Napoleon Dynamite, given that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you need some breath, yeah. Sometimes you do. Go fly a kite, write a poem. <laughs> I don't do that kind of stuff very well, but I mean, just yeah. to go out and walk and clear my head with some music or, or something like that, just makes all the difference yeah. in the world sometimes. Sure. Well, so, so much of our anxiety comes from just our own self-centeredness. <clears throat> and so doing things that, that kind of get the focus off of you. Wow, you know, Ser- you know, serving. Absolutely. Others. Yeah. No, serving's huge. Wow. Yeah. I try to, usually if I find somebody that's just in that kind of a mode of self-focus, I guess I would say, because anxiety really is one of those things where you're just thinking about what you're going through. It's yeah. to get out of yourself and go go start to love others, you know, worship God, love others. It, it changes everything. Right. It really does. Um, what about, uh, what would you say to a Christian maybe that, um, uh, you know, is there ever a point where we're seeing a counselor or, or even, you know, maybe medication, prescribed medication from a doctor is, is something that, you know, because I know there's a lot of people out there that this, this is a big deal right now. Um, and people looked at that a lot. Um, any thoughts about that? Lots of thoughts about that. Any thoughts you want to share with the people? <laughs> it, can be good. it can be good. It can be good and bad. Like, it's, yeah. it's got to be a case-by-case thing. I mean, first and foremost, whoever it is um, seeking that kind of help needs to be honest about where they're at. And right. why they're doing what they're about to do, right? Um, it, it just seems like we're we're quickly running to medication these days for anything and everything, right. and legal we, and, and not legal. And that actually kind of like like negates exactly the things that that the Bible is offering us that we should be walking in. It's right. it's almost like the easy out. Like this is too hard. It's not always satisfactory. Right. This is immediate. I'm going to go do this. So I, I, w- I would say we need to be honest, but absolutely, dude. I mean, we're broken people. Some people's wiring is broken as a result of a broken world, you know, and, and some people more than others. And so God has also given us medicine right. for those reasons. That's why the honesty, you know, matters because it's not always helpful for people. You know, sometimes sometimes people are getting into something, a bigger bind yeah. if, it, if it's not, you know, justified, you know, what they're using. But for some people, it can it can really help them. It can really change things. You know, yeah. counsel. Make sure it's biblical. Yep. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm I'm not sure what you're getting or what you're in for. But anyway, that would be the caution yeah. I would I would give as well. I mean, if you're gonna if you if you're going to a counselor that's saying that the answer to your problems is you within you um, or or something apart from God, that's probably not going to be. Or I don't I don't like right. what the Bible's telling me for this or my church is telling me for this or my pastors are telling me for this so I'm going to I'm going to keep moving around until I find the right answer right which is a lot of we're we're playing the field a lot of times to get what we want to hear like you like you just said I I just think honesty matters a lot yeah with why we're doing what we're going to do yeah and I think a lot of you know kind of secular counseling that's out there is you know not much more than just the power of positive thinking and at the end of the day that you know that's it's a band-aid on a flesh wound right and so, um, well, there's no, there's, there's, no, there's no hope there. Right. I mean, at some point, your anxiety is not going to go away. Wait a minute. Isn't that right? what Philippians four? Like you yeah. said, if this is the answer right here, me, I'm, you know, I'm screwed. That's right. not going. That's no hope there. Didn't we just say that's what Philippians four was? Yes. That's kind of the power of positive thinking. Well, the power well, of positive no. thinking towards God <laughs> and His promises, right? Yes. Versus the power of positive thinking that, that I can fix me, right? Yeah. Right. Um, you know, the, the message of the Bible at the end of the day tells us that, that we have a problem that's beyond our own mm-hmm. fixing, which is why we need somebody to intervene for us. And, and you know, God sent his son uh, to do what we couldn't do for ourselves. And so, you know, our thinking needs to go in that direction, not in the direction of, you know, I just got to dig deep inside of me and pull something out because right. at the end of the day, it's not there. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, our, our problem is within us, and our problem, our biggest problem is that we love ourselves more than we love anything else, right. which yeah. is where half of our, or all of our anxieties stem from right. somewhere. It's just the love for self and making sure that we come out right. right. Well, and that's the that's solution that's, is not in us. The solution is great. without. And most without counselors are going to tell you to love yourself more. Absolutely. And that's the answer. Absolutely. So right. I got in this spot in the first Absolutely. place. Yeah. I see this big push <clears throat> late, like in the last couple of years. People are talking about like, you know, self-care or self-love. Yeah. And the idea is, is that to like pull out of me. Like I, I need to love me and, and the power of positive thinking towards me and doing things um, you know, for me and my own good. And, and it's just another self-centered, you know, kind of a thing that, that tries to put a positive twist on self-centeredness. Yeah. I'm not saying that we shouldn't care for ourselves. I'm not saying anything like that, but, um, you know, it, it's just more, you know, self-centered thinking. The more I have eyes on God and on others, the better I'm doing. Right. Every, every Even the happier. Time. Yeah, the happier. The more peace, the more joy, yeah. the more contentment. All that's, it, it's funny how it works. Yep. No, yeah. a dying to self doesn't, doesn't sound right. The more, <laughs> the more we're just consumed with him, yeah. the better our lives get. Right. Yeah. Not because they're changing, not because of circumstance, it's just because it's changing us. Yep. Yeah. To be completely madly in love with him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you can feel the anxiety just coming off you that, that you know, as you as you look into his face and begin to love him and just love the people that he that he loves. It, it everything begins to shift and change. Yep. I would just say in regards to the um, prescription medicine and, and you know, self medication and, and those kinds of things, because a lot of Christians I think are doing those things right now. I know that they can be a help, just like you said. But I, I, would, I would hope that people would just be honest about what it's doing to them and where it's taking them. Because I've seen so many people almost become a shell of who they used to be. They've, they've taken this stuff to the point where they're hardly recognizable to themselves or anybody else around them anymore. And you, you almost, you, you've gone into this cocoon that's probably not a good place to be. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, I know that I did that with marijuana when I was young. Um, it took me to a place of despair, absolute despair. And so, you know, there's those things out there that people think that, oh, this can help for a while, and I feel a little bit more leveled out when I do this. Just, you need to be honest about what it's, what's really doing to you right. and where it's taking you. Well, that, and that's why the, the fruits, what's coming out of it, yes. is, is what we need to be honest about. Is because going in, it's actually going to seem right. It's going to seem sure. helpful. It's going to seem beneficial. It's going to seem all the things that are the opposite of what, right. you know, other people are telling you about it. So it, you have to look at actually what's coming out of you yeah. uh, more long-term, could even be short-term, but more what are the fruits that are coming out? What's it doing to you? What's it doing to your relationships? What's it doing most importantly to your walk with God? Yes. Has that grown or has it shrink? Yeah, are you becoming right. more like Christ in, in these things? Um, are you you know being conformed in his image right now or, or is something else happening? Yeah. And, and I wish more people would just be honest about that. Not, not only you know, what they're telling, you know, for themselves, but what other people are telling them too. Because sometimes we don't see it. Um, and so, you know, can these things help? Maybe so. And, and be, but just be really wise with them because I've also seen them hurt people. Yep. Um, and, and actually have the opposite effect of what they're hoping for. So, yeah. Well, I, you know, this is a hard subject to talk about because it's not a cookie cutter type of thing because there are different stages and levels of anxiety. You know, you can't just kind of, I, I think a lot of these principles do help and hopefully will help people that have listened to it. Um, but, you know, if this is something you guys want to talk more about with any of us, we'd be happy to do that. Yeah. And we don't mean to make light of it because I know some people really, really are debilitated by this kind of stuff. And and, and there's people like me that it's just, you know, it, it's something I can laugh about because it's comical to me. You probably I, should be on medication. I probably should. <laughs> like multiple. Wow. Multiple. <laughs> you heard it here. Love you. Yeah. You know, it's I mean, fun to watch you, dude. Like I know. The bum, that, that's the weird thing is it's like. It's a form of entertainment to watch. <laughs> <It is>. <laughs> <laughs> to watch you go it through life with your anxiety. <laughs> yeah, I, there was a couple times with the coach. Which is not I, a good thing. For I had a couple of moments where I stepped back and saw myself and went, oh, you're doing it, dude. You're, you're, you're looking like a freak here. Just freaking out about making pizzas, you know, in the oven. Fro frozen ones. <laughs> frozen pizzas. That were already made. Because everybody was relying down. on me. <laughs> anyway, I can laugh at it, too. So right? awesome. I know that it's, uh, I think it is kind of entertaining myself. It's rad. But, but I know for some people this no, is it's a, it's this serious. serious. No, it's serious. And it, and it is something, even though there's levels of it, like we talked about, yeah. this is common to man. Yeah. Like we, we, this is something we're all in together. We can all sympathize with yeah. each other. Right. If we're honest, we all deal with anxieties. None of us have a faith that is so big right. that we don't get caught up in our, yeah. in our stuff and our lives and the things around us. So it's yeah. something that we constantly need to, um, you know, lock arms on and, uh, and be praying and incur having words of encouragement, yeah. words of truth yeah. for each other. Cause we're all dealing with anxiety every day. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and again, just think on the opposite of it. And I just say, when I think about faith, peace, joy, worship, 
contentment, all those things. That's what I want to be. That's where I want to live, you know, not in this other, this other realm because it's right. so fun. <laughs> it's entertaining. Not <laughs> fun. If you think about it, this has got to be one of the one of the greatest earthly benefits that the Christian has and the non-believer yeah. doesn't. Could you could you even imagine if you didn't have God, know God, no. believe that he Being existed and that he is who he is, what your anxieties would be like and what you would it. be doing? I, I don't either. Yeah. I don't I don't understand. People do it every day. Right. But man, I mean, what what a huge benefit the Christ, the believer has. Just to, even though we don't, again, do it perfectly, yeah. there, there's ways out. There's ways of relief, and there's ways of hope through our our uh, waves of anxiety, you know? And yeah. it's only because we we know him, and Amen. he knows us. So Amen. it's an awesome thing. You want to pray us out, yeah. Lord God, thank you so much for your word um, that, that doesn't need to change with the culture and the times and the inventions of man. And the inspirations of man, it's it's simply right. It's been right from the beginning. It speaks truth. It knows us as humans, as fallen humans, better than anybody else can. And we thank you that you let us in on these things uh, to bring us relief, mostly and ultimately in the fact that we can know you, we can come to our King, no matter what time of day, no matter what time of night, and that you delight in us coming to you and you delight in giving us relief and helping us and calming our mind and calming our hearts, God. And so we just thank you once again for being reminded of, um, of the options that we have as a result of knowing you and being loved by you. We pray for anybody who's just overwhelmed, drowning in anxieties, that they will have heard something today, that they will have heard something from you uh, that can turn the tide and uh, bring them relief and joy and peace in the midst of it. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks for tuning in. And if you have questions for us that you'd like us to address on One Decent Pastor, let us know. If you don't, we're going to come up with some weird ones. Yeah. So <laughs> More weird ones. Bye. Right. Bye. See you. Thanks for tuning in to One Decent Pastor. If you'd like more information about the church, go to our website at thedoor3r.org.